Well, it is my pleasure to be here again, just to say that I was uh, excited but fearful. But you don't know, God is good. He, and, and I was looking for a, a title for the message today. And, and it's not as if we need a title every time that we do a sermon or we talk and we preach. But it, it, it just came this morning. And uh, Yvonne was sharing that this morning about the sunflowers at the prayer time. And what, what is a sunflower? What they are and what they do? It's amazing to see them grow and they stand tall. And, and what they do during the day, they follow the sun all the time. And, and at night, what do, what do they do? They bend their head. And uh, as I was sitting, he said, Lord, where, why are they bending? It seemed like he was saying to me, like, they're bowing down and see all the stars at night, all the creation, the, the, the universe. And it just it seemed like they're just bowing down. See, yeah, they're alive. They're worshiping their creator at night. And, uh, and during the day, they were, they're following him. And wherever he goes, they go. It is amazing. So it's about sonship this morning, about what the Lord wants to do. Uh, speak to us and speak to me. And, and what I'll be doing, I'll be reading some verses from the, the Passion Version. Since we're talking about sonship, I was just wondering, yeah, this is a nice place to be. And I thank God for the community that we have here, that we're able to come into this uh, together, worship in freedom, and, and grow as a brothers and sisters in the Lord. Since, and uh, I was looking through the, the Romans chapter 12. I'm going to be looking at chapter 12, maybe for about uh, from 1 till 10, verse 10. And, and Paul is giving us such a good example about what community is supposed to be look like, supposed to be, and how it should look like. And I'm going to read verse, starting at verse number one. It says, "Beloved friend, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies?" What should, what, what should it be our proper, what it would be a proper uh, response to his wonderful mercy? And he's giving us an example. He's giving us um, a way how to do those things. And it says, in, it's, it says, I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred and, li and living sacrifices. So he says, I encourage you. So he's encouraging us. To surrender to him. And the word surrender, sometimes it's a scary thing because we have to let go of things. And I remember one time as we're sharing with someone, says, you need to surrender. You need to surrender. He says, well, I cannot surrender. If I surrender, it means I'm letting go of control of my own life. I'm letting go of anything that is holding me back. And, 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 and sometimes the word surrender really says it's a hard thing to do because the Lord is asking us to surrender. And it could be, and it is different for each person. What is surrender? What does it mean? 
maybe someone to surrender our house. It's so it's easy because you don't have attraction. It's not holding you back. But for somebody else, it's everything. It could be your car. It could be your children. It could be your job. It could be anything for each one of us. It's totally different. But to be, and to surrender, he says, Lord. So Paul is encouraging us is to, and, and not condemning us, but encouraging us to do that. So there's a reason behind that. So that we become a living sacrifices unto him. And, and, and sometimes as we do surrender, only after you have surrendered, you know this, it's freeing. <laughs> and sometimes we don't know that. It's just like you're standing on, on a diving board and then it's, say, 30 degrees outside. And you're just jumping on it. But until you jump, you won't know how refreshing the water is. <laughs> so something, it's the same thing with surrender. Until you have not surrendered, you don't know how freeing it could become for you. Because you're letting go of things that you think it's so important to you. So Paul is encouraging us so that we come a place that we're able to surrender. And in a community, in a church, sometimes even surrender it means that you're becoming vulnerable. We're becoming, we want, we become, the Lord wants us to become open. And it's sometimes very hard to do. So because it's a demanding, it's a surrender. Am I willing to surrender my mistakes? Am I willing to surrender by opening up to a friend or a brother? It's, it's a, so Paul is encouraging us. And it's so powerful to do that. And how do we do that? And Paul, again, is just, uh, he's amazing. And I, I need to read this because I think that's what RTF comes out. <laughs> I thought it was the Killstrass 40 years ago that started this, but Paul did this. He says, stop, he says, stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of your how do you think? So Paul was a, uh, a step ahead, and he was, so he was encouraging. So what is he telling us? So he's encouraging us to surrender. How do we do this? Not to be conformed what the world says. He wants us to change. He wants our mind to be transformed, have a total view, change of view how the world sees it. Because the world is out there to lie to us, to make us think that we were missing out so much. Look at the advertisement. You need this latest phone. You need this latest gadget. Or you got to be certain type. You got to wear certain clothes. And that's what, and, and Paul says, stop imitating. Why? Because we lose ourselves and who we are. Our identity has been um, messed up because we're trying to be somebody else that we're not. And Paul wants to reassure that by, by first by surrendering. Surrendering my faults, surrendering my character, surrendering, surrendering to God, uh, yes, my mistakes and all that I am, so that I'm able to change the way I think about myself. Because, in, and when we do RTF, there is called a, the, the, it's called false identity statements. What are those? What do they do? False identity statements? It causes you to believe a lie that you're not. You're, you're walking your life and you see life with how... You were raised maybe with, with, with 
um, curses that would put, judgment that would put on your life, and you're living life like that, and you believe that. It's not what necessarily what God says. And he says here that the, so that the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, a total reformation of how you think, so that we know who we are. He wants us to know that we're sons and daughters. And we are sons and daughters of the Most High. And, and if we, if, so if it's a beginning that we acknowledge that, yes, I need God. I need to surrender this. I need to give him this. Uh, I'm still holding on to something that's not good. Change me, transform me. So my identity, I need to know who, are, who I am in him. Where do I stand in him? What do you say about me? What kind of person do you say? What a better place to be in like a community, in a church like this, that we're able to find our place, our identity, and who we are. And, 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 and yes, and it's through the word of God. It's through the, our, our fellowship that we have with brother and sister because we need to know where we are. We need to know who, we, who I am. And if the minute we know that who I am, it changes everything. It changes the way I think. It's, it changes the way how I do life. And, 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 you, and what it does, it reassures. It puts a stability on your identity that I am a son and daughter of God. And once you know that, it does something very powerful. It says here, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, sanctified and perfect in his eyes. So what it'll do, it'll, it'll, it'll instill, a, a, I know who I am. I'm not somebody else. I'm not trying to walk in somebody else's shoes to become like somebody else because the world wants us to become like the latest movie star. The world wants us to become like the, the latest model. The world wants us to, because you know you're not like this, but we need to know who we are ourselves our identity, our security, and who he is because we have, we have surrendered everything. We're not holding anything back. And, and Paul uses, I don't know, he's just like, uh, like Jesus because he, when he speaks about heavenly things, and thank God that he used earthly things that we're able to understand what he's saying. And he says he's using the human body. He says that the human body has many parts and organs which are unique, has a unique function. So, so every part of our body, we're not, even though we look the same, we have all, we have lungs, we have the hearts, we got, but none of us are, we're all different, we're unique. Different features, different, yeah. We say we have a heart, but my heart's not like your heart or your heart is, so it's, it totally changes. My lungs are not the same size as your lungs. My kidneys are not, but these are all vitals. We all have that. But we're totally different in a sense that we're unique. And, and it says it's just like the body of Christ. Though there are many, uh, we've been all mingled together, but they're making one body. So we are all different parts of the body. We're uh, so, this is probably the lung side, this is the other lung, this is the heart side, this is the kidney side. These are all important things that we have. But we are all part of one body. We all come together. We need, we need each other to function as a body. And if we're, we're missing 
the lungs, we cannot go. If we're missing the heart, we cannot go. If we're missing any, uh, any vital organs, we cannot live. So that's why we're so important. And that's why when we come together, if one is missing, we're missing you. And we're missing what you can give to the body, what you can bring, because it's such a, uh, you're special, you're important. You're, you're, you're important to the, your body. You're, you're important to the body of Christ or this community. And it's so, uh, and we do contribute. We just, we just, we just add flavor to each one of us. We encourage each other. We, we just, um, as a whole, we make us better because we're all here and we're doing things that the Lord wants us to do. The beautiful part is that we're so uniquely made that God gives us or imparts in us um, various gifts. In other words, our ministries that he, he's, he's giving us, he's giving us individually gifts uniquely to, because how we are made, who we are. And and I was start thinking about that. Lord, we're so many, but and so uh, so but so the same, but so uniquely. And that's why when we know and we have that assurance in our heart that we are son and daughter of God, who we are, we don't want to be like somebody else. God has created me so special. He has created me with a, 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 a uniqueness. And and we 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 see this in in. in in Psalm 139, it says, verse 14, that we're uh, so fearfully and wonderfully made. And uh, so I just want to encourage us that to, yes, seek God even more. Encourage you to find your identity even more in Him and who you are. Because you know what? As we find ourselves, we don't want to be like somebody else. <laughs> we want to become unique. We want to become <laughs> special. And, and, he wants, and I encourage you to do that, so to be able to have that liberty to function and to work in uh, a different, with different gifts and different ministries without being, ah, I don't want to be like him. No, because you know you have a special gift. And what a better place to come and to grow and to change. And I'm going to use Eric as an example. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first time <clears throat> he started playing drums in the, in, at the church, uh, I think when the first time he did the roles at the church, he did every role every second minute or every two minutes because that's, it sounded so good he was so surprised. But what I found is that as Michelle was leading the, 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 the worship back then, and she, she, she extended grace to Eric. She gave him the opportunity to grow. And that's why today, because she, she, could have, she could have shattered him down, says, well, go back and practice and see you in a year or two. And, but no, there was grace there, even in the church as the pastor. And everybody was willing to, to accept what he was doing and, say, and encourage him to continue on. And that's why he's a drummer like that today, because of that. And because he had the opportunity to grow and to become who he, God wants him to be. Because there was that opportunity to grow in a safe place, a safe environment, a safe uh, where he could feel, yeah, 
with, even though I have mistakes, but you're giving me, and you're, because, Michelle, you're giving me room to grow and to learn. And what a better place for us as a body to come together and to a place where, yeah, we, we, where can we learn? How can we grow? Because we know who we are. And we're not fighting to become like somebody else. We don't want to become like somebody else. We don't want to become like, uh, like a, a clone of everybody, the same look, the same. We might dress the same, but uh, we're... Uh, <coughs> John said this morning, like, yeah, we're in the, the blue club this morning. And because we're, I think, five or six that were dressed in blue. But, yeah, but God wants us to become unique because we're unique. He wants to use us in a unique way with our unique gift and not because, yes, because he loves us. Because he said that I gave you this because you're unique. There is no one in, in this place that can replace you because you are you. And that's when, when we start finding it and we find that a place of safety, find a place of assurance that who we are, then we're not fighting. We're not envious. We're not jealous of what somebody else is doing. We just, what do we do instead? We encourage them to go even further, to go farther and further in, in the Lord, to grow, to be ministered. If we could, we just, yeah, this is your, your, my ceiling, this is your floor. We can, and, and, that's what the, the, and that's what Jesus said to the disciples. You're going to do even more than what I did. So he was encouraging them to continue on, to press on. And we want the same thing as we grow together and we come, you come together in this place is to grow. And what a better place in a community and in a safe environment. And <coughs> it says... Something special that is God has given us special gifts to encourage us, and I want to encourage you in this. But the, the Passion Version really speaks it out. It says, So if God has given you, so if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, and I like what it says, it says it's a grace gift. All that we have. It's because of his grace and mercy that he loves us. So that we cannot boast. So that we cannot take it on our own. Because we realize it's God that has given us. But he has given us the grace gift of prophecy. And some of them, yeah, we're all asked to prophesy. We're all asked to, to come and, yes, to, to speak words. But sometimes God has put a, a special gift on someone to, yes, to prophesy. And what a better place to practice. Like Eric was practicing, what a better place to practice because we're encouraging uh, the person. Yes, I recognize there's a gift of a prophetic word in you and I encourage you to, to speak it out. Yeah, don't be shy. If, you're, if you really believe the Lord has put that on your heart, well, say it. We encourage you so that you're able to, yeah, by, by, by daily or by every time, we encourage you to go further and further. As your faith grows, yes, Lord will bring you places even more. So what a better place to be, to be yeah, we're, we're cheering you on. We're exciting. What a, so we encourage you. So that, that 
that gift is, is, is there for you. But we're all called to prophesy. Yes, we might have a words in season. Yes, we may be able to speak in somebody else's life. So we're all called to do that. But sometimes there are gifts that are special for someone. And we see that and we, we recognize that. But are we jealous? And I remember and someone sharing, this, yeah, I just want to be like him or want to be like her. But this, we, we can't. Because how can we walk in somebody else's footstep? Because we have different footsteps how we walk. And especially when you, you're walking, and some are walking like this, and I could walk like this for a little while, but I probably get tired because it's not me. But God wants us to walk. And so I encourage you. So there is no jealousy. So there is, ah, so that's where there, there's a safe place of, God, uh, of doing ministry. So speak out. If your gift, and your grace gift is serving, well, serve. Just serve wholeheartedly with a, with a passion to, to serve others because it is your gift. Yes, we're all called to invite people and have an, like a hospitality and serve and all that. But sometimes there is something special. It's so easy for someone. It's just, oh, it's just there. So I encourage you. If you see them, those person, if you feel that person, well, encourage them. Just bless them and, 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 and support them. And that's why we're here. We're all, we all need support. We all need encouragement. And this is, we're going to be looking at that later. But we all need support. To, yeah, sometimes it's difficult, but I, I want you to encourage each other. It's the best place to be. It's the best place to grow, to be vulnerable, to be open. But to know that, uh, I think the first thing that Paul said, know who you are. They're the son. And we want to follow the son. Wherever he goes, we're going to follow him. So that's what he does. If you have the gift, a grace gift of teaching, then actively teach. Teach and train others. So if we want to be a, a teacher, well, teach. And you know what? Some people have that, seems like they, they have that talent to express themselves and to share. And, just, and they have the words. And just, yeah, encourage them to do that. Encourage them to teach. Because... We, sat in, so we see that in Sunday school. If you need to go, teach. Well, teach in Sunday school. You can't teach at home. You can't teach in restaurants. You can't teach. But there are talents. There are things that the Lord wants to use you. And, 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 and we, if we, as those, those gifts are recognized, we, yeah, we support them. We cheer them on. And we champion them to grow and to become what God has called them. And well, again, what a better place to be just in, the, in this environment, which is safe to be ourselves. Amen? So we just do teach. If you have the gift grace, of, uh, grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. I wrote a little note says, the Lord knows how much we need that. <laughs> and so... so so we need to be encouraged. We need to be, yeah, continue on. Yes, brother, yes, sister, I'm there. I, I, I'm, gonna encu I, I'm there with you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to walk with you. And some people are they're so good at encouraging others. And, uh, and it's a, such a special gift because God has given us those gifts. And he, every person are different. 
but we're called to encourage. But there's people that are just, they just got it. Whatever they, they're seeing people, they're, yeah, they're just an encourager. So we just bless that in them. We just encourage them. So just do it. And I, I think... It says, if you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then you may prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. God has called, has blessed people to give. They have a giving heart. doesn't matter how they are. They have such a giving heart. And, and, and I, what I find is that it seems like the more you give, it seems like God prosper you even more. And we've seen that with, uh, with uh, Steve and Sandra Long in, in Toronto, how much they are givers. They give lots. You, it's amazing how much God has blessed them from day to day, but it's just an encouragement to say, Lord, yeah, we've seen them in action, how, they're, how the Lord is working and giving, because they give, and they give, and they give. And if we see that, if you're, in a, if you're a giver, give. And you know what? The Lord will prosper you. He'll give you more opportunity to even give even more. And we practice, and, and we practice it day by day in a, this uh, safe environment, in this place, and we're able to, yeah, use this gift and, and bless people. And God is going to use you. And you know what? God's going to bless you because He's going to prosper you even more because He is good. He wants those gifts to be there. And like what Matthew 6, verse 3 says, but when you, when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So there is no fanfare. Look, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm saying. But let the God, let your generosity be in action in people's life. And God, because God says, I see you. And I'll prosper you. And I'll give to you. He's amazing. So as we practice those things in our own lives, let God, uh, let it grow in our lives. Amen? Oh, praise God. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about it. So if you have the passion of leadership, lead. Let the Lord, yeah. Lord, it's my ministry. Lord, let's, let help me, let, show me how to lead. Yeah, lead people. Lead people to the Lord. Lead people and just I encourage you to do that. Yeah. Lead people through a hard times and say, yes, God can do things and he's there. He'll help you. So he's amazing. And if you have a gift of showing compassion, well, like it says here, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. So be excited about this. Be compassionate. Be excited at what the Lord can do. Ah, let your compassion come out. Let, it, let your heart speak because it is a gift of God. Because we cannot boast about ourselves. We cannot say, well, look at me, look at me. Because we recognize, because at the beginning we said, because God has given you those gifts. And we recognize these are gifts from God. And... I'm going to use what Yvonne said one time, and it really s stuck with me. And, and, and she, <coughs> she says, well, 
if all those gifts are given and are given by God, so we cannot boast about those things. We cannot say, well, look at me. Uh, I am generous. I have a leader skills, leadership skills. I really am compassionate. <clears throat> but these are gifts from God. She said, and she, uh, said some, it made me think. It says, well, it says God, if God gives you a car, does it make you a car? <laughs> does it, that make you a car? Because God has given you the gift of compassion. Does it make you a gift of generosity? Look at me, look at me. Does it, that, is that your identity? Is that who you are? Because our identity is in him. Because we, he's given us those things so that we able to give ourselves to other people to make other people grow. So in the same manner, the car is... You use the car to help others. It's not, it's the tool. And those things, those things are tools for you to make the body of Christ even stronger, more unified, more uniform, to work together for one purpose, for his purpose, to do his calling, for our, our, our calling here in Winnipeg and who we are. And he's our DNA, and, and because of that, we're able to do that. Because all those gifts are in operation into our midst so that we can grow and become stronger. So we're able to walk in the new, in newness and, and also walk in, in unity for what the purpose of God for his church, for this place. So he wants to do that. <clears throat> and how do we do that? And, and, and I, we see that in every session that we do RTF. God always has a solution. And God never leaves us alone. And... <clears throat> Like he says, like we're being tempted, but not more than we can handle. If we're tended, tend, uh, tempted, he's giving us a way out. And that's who we, God is. And he's giving us a solution. And we see that in verse 9. It says, let the inner mode of your hearts, uh, let, I'll read it again. It says, let the inner motives of your heart always to be love one another, and never play a role of an actor wearing a mask. In other words, be real. Be real. He's giving us how to do that, how to become real. Yeah. Let everything that you do is with love. So love each other. Always love one another. Always hope for the best. And he says in verse 10, he says, be devoted to each other like a loving family. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor of one another. So God wants us to honor, honor the gift, respect the gift in somebody else's life. Honor him and, and honor uh, and respect that. Try to uh, outdo yourself in respect and honor. How many, sometimes it's, it's hard. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard just to give a compliment to somebody else. Why is that? Because sometimes we, yeah, we're not totally surrendered to God and, or to his purpose, to his love. And we're holding on to things and we're maybe are, we're unsure of our identity. But he says, try it, try it. He says, try it. Undo, try to undo, yeah, yourself in, in respect and honor of one another. So just an encouragement to just, yes, see those things. 
pray for one another so that you, you, you see the purpose. We know the vision of this church and where he wants to go. Yeah, he wants to reach out. We're not here just because we meet on a Sunday morning because there is a purpose of God. There's a community outside these world walls to be reached and be touched by him. By how? This body, because we're made like the body of Christ together to do his purpose. Amen? Amen. So I just encourage you in that. You bless that. Bless each other. Outdo yourselves in respect and honor for your brother and sister and love them. I would got to say love them to death. Yeah. yeah. It, as a matter of fact, yes. Yeah. In other words, love them and pour on, on them their hearts. Amen.